This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number 57. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Pleasure of having Yashima Best Velocity on our show uh, from Yashi Bakes. Yashima Bet, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. So excited to to have this interview today. I've seen uh, Yashima Bet on Localish, and so was a fan when I saw her on that episode. And I know she's been on Food Network, so uh, excited to hear what she has to say today. Thank you. I'm excited to share with you all. Great, great. So uh, let's just dive right in then. So uh, could you tell us uh, how you got started with Yashi Bakes and also give us a little bit of info about your experience on Food Network? Absolutely. I'm Yashima Bet Selassie and I'm the founder and CEO of Yashi Bakes, which is an Oakland, California-based baking company that I established in 2015 when I was 12 years young. And Yashi Bakes makes organic baked goods made with locally sourced ingredients whenever possible, inspired by the warming spices and flavors of my Ethiopian and Jamaican heritage. So lots of cardamom, ginger, nutmeg, coffee, chocolate, all kinds of delicious flavors. And how I got started was just from my passion for baking. I've always loved being in the kitchen. And so I knew from a young age that I wanted to have a cafe and I naturally just found myself starting Yashi Bakes because I couldn't keep myself out of the kitchen. So let's talk about the Food Network experience. What was that like for you at 12 years old? Being on Food Network at 12 years old was super exciting for me. I always dreamed of being on Food Network. It was one of my favorite channels to watch. And I used to make videos in my kitchen acting like I was on the show. So it was super exciting to be on there and cross that off of my bucket list sooner than I expected to. And it was just really amazing to feel like I had the platform to share what I love doing with the world and reach an international audience of people. So I'm really grateful for that because it allowed me to have my just my reach expand way more than I expected it to. And I'm able to reach all kinds of people everywhere and do what I love. So that's really amazing to me. What was the competition like? I mean, you have a bunch of 12-year-olds. I'm assuming most of the kids were close to your age at that time. What was that like competing against these these other young bakers? It was a little bit nerve-wracking to compete against other people, but my competitive side also came out. Like Once I was there, I was like, oh yeah, I want to win this show. Like that energy came out and I wasn't really, I knew that, but I didn't think I was really going to feel so competitive when I was there. Like I'm here to do something. So the pressure was on, but I really stayed focused and I always clean the kitchen as I go. And that allowed me to just have peace of mind and stay grounded and remember step one to step three and just like stay focused to make the best quality that I could. But I would do a lot of things differently going back. Oh, yeah. Like what? I would use a kitchen scale when measuring. Um, That was something they had us do on the show, but I wasn't that familiar with doing it at the time. But I think it's like my best tip for people who want to learn how to bake and be in the kitchen is to get a scale, make sure that everything is precise and accurate each time. You'll get a way better result when baking. So I wish I had the, the practice to do that because I would have been less nervous. Absolutely. So uh, how did the, this this experience then transition into a business? 
So both of my parents are entrepreneurs, and I think that has really shaped who I am as a person because I've grown up with my parents in the household. You know, like they've really sacrificed a lot to show up for our family. And so that's something I'm super grateful for. But it always felt like entrepreneurship was natural for me. You know, my parents are like, if there's something you love doing, make it into a business. You know, like it was just like the next step. So it kind of just was a flow. It was like, this is something I love doing. And I always knew I wanted to have a cafe when I was older. Like that's something I've known since I was seven. I can have, I have homework assignments that say, cafe and it has like a drawing and like the whole vision I've had in my mind so it was something I knew I wanted to do um, but I didn't really plan on having it executed in this way it just kind of naturally happened to be honest with you well that's interesting so you 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 had this incredible experience on Food Network uh, then uh, kind of through the examples of your parents, you've uh, decided to create a business behind that. And now, what do you think you you anticipate doing in the future? Do you like do you see yourself going into uh, more bakeries or or creating more bakeries or more experiences? What are you What are you thinking about? Well, the business was established in 2015 before I was on Food Network, but it didn't get oh, wow. until I was on Food Network. So I do want to just share that like that made a huge difference in terms of the success of my business and the reach where I see myself going now is I want to relaunch a pastry subscription box I did a trial in October through December of 2022 and I was able to learn that the subscription model is actually a really good direction for Yashi Bakes and it allows me to have guaranteed sales in a way that pop-ups haven't always allowed that like with the pandemic People don't come out as much as they normally would. Sometimes it's hard to gauge the turnout for events. And so even though pop-ups were how I got started, I've had to pivot over the years because it hasn't always yielded the best outcome. So that was super exciting to see because it also means I can have a shipped cookie subscription box, which is something I'm really looking forward to. So those are some things that are in store coming up soon. So I want to be able to share more of that with people because... You know, they, they just know me for one thing. So I really want to be more expansive in terms of like what I like doing. And I also want to discover new things and share new parts of myself in my business and in my work. Now, I love the idea about the subscription because, as, as you said, right, you have a pop up, but you can't determine who's going to come to the pop up. Right. If you do a subscription, one, you can have more reach. And two, you can, can, you know, you have more certainty or more visibility into how much you're going to sell, you know, per month or, or per quarter. Um, I want to go back to something you said earlier, which was the kitchen is my living. That was, I, you know, I really love that, that statement. Um, do you, did you have inspiration from others in your family? Um, I know you said that your, your parents are entrepreneurs, but what about, baking specifically do do you have a lot of bakers in your family and and is that what got you into this specifically well that's a good question because when I was younger I didn't feel like there was people in my family who were like they were really Mm -hmm. bakers everybody in my family is a is an amazing chef and they can cook and baking is something that they know how to do like from delicious birthday cakes to muffins but I didn't know of all of the other people in my lineage who were bakers until more recently like my great great grandmothers who used to bake all of these different Jamaican baked goods like bulla and rum cake and all kinds of things. Um, 
So the inspiration came mostly through seeing my parents always in the kitchen. They've owned restaurants before. I saw Kalabash. They had two locations in the early 2000s. So I've known of food culture in my family from a young, young age. Um, but baking, not as much. But there's a lot of bakers in my family. So at 12 years old, most kids are on a soccer team or a basketball team. You're on Food Network. Now, how, how does that happen when you show up to school after you're, you're on Food Network? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the response you get from your classmates? Well, this is a good question. I don't know if someone has asked me this before. To be honest with you, there was a lot of people who were excited for me, and they felt like they knew someone who was a superstar, and, you know, that was kind of exciting. But then there was also a lot of jealousy, to be honest with you. And I feel like it's hard to speak on that sometimes because people can change their perception of you saying how you experience jealousy, but that's me stating a fact. It's like, I lost friends. I had diff- my friendships changed. My relationships to certain people changed. Um, but ultimately, I feel like it taught me also who's really my people, because the people who did show up for me and continue to show up for me are like, that's that's mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm. And what, were you getting any support at school from this? Like, you know, you know, were, were there business classes or economics classes in your school that were kind of supporting you or, or were you getting everything from out from the outside? No, I was not getting business education in school. And that's something I did wish that I had access to. I really wish that schools in general supported and nurtured children's passions from Mm -hmm. a younger age. And I think business education is for everybody. I think everyone should have more of a language around business and economics, especially because I think some part of it is survival, like knowing how to run a business and learning the fundamentals of that. It also makes you a more mindful consumer, but it also gives you a whole different toolbox to feel expansive in terms of what you love doing. You're like, okay, I love doing, I love making jewelry. Maybe I can have this be a side hustle. Maybe I can have a little business, not a little business. That's something I don't say, but maybe I can make it into something more than just a um, a hobby. And so what's your favorite item to bake? What, what is what is the absolute thing? If you sit down and you're going to bake something you're like this is this is it. This is my thing. See, this is a good question. I feel like it changes seasonally because if there's really delicious fruits in season, then it would definitely be a fruit tart mm-hmm. um, because the fruit is the highlight. During this time of the year, I love making stuff like sticky buns or granola, things that are like just they fill the house with really warming smells and that feels really good. But I also just enjoy eating them. So was there something that happened in the pandemic that caused you to pivot and do something different than you were doing before? I know you you started before the pandemic, so you had a business going when sort of the shutdown came. Um, what are you doing differently now than you were doing before that? You know, I think when the pandemic started, I kind of went into a survival mode. I felt like I'm going to need to really stay focused on something in order to get through this. And I knew that for my overall well-being, I was like, I'm going to dive deep into Yashi Bakes. I was super committed. So I hadn't had a nice website. So I decided, let me make myself a website. Um, And it started on Square and I wasn't happy with it. And then now I have like a whole new website. But basically, I decided I'm going to do 110% to Yashi Bakes. And I knew from a long time ago that people have always asked me if I would start shipping products. And it was something I said, yes, in the future, eventually I will get there. 
And I knew that was the time to start shipping products because everybody was at home. People were on lockdown and they also wanted to find a way to share some joy with their loved ones who they couldn't see. And so that was part of the inspiration to like just try something new. So I started shipping cupcakes. I had cupcake DIY kits where I baked the cupcakes, I packaged them. They had the frosting and like the caramel to go on top. And it was cute, but it was also inconsistent. So I learned a lot about the shipping delays and like affecting the product quality. And so from there, I really decided to focus on shipping cookies. And that became the thing that was like what made Yashi Bakes reach a whole new audience of people, where at one point I was able to see that 40% of my customer base was in New York, which was super exciting to be from Oakland and living in the Bay Area and feel like a place that I've always dreamed of, like is actually showing me love too. So it made me feel like there was a lot more possibility. And through that came more opportunities because my reach was just so expansive. How did you end up with 40% of your customer base in New York? To be honest with you, I am still not sure. I, I could, I'm sure I could find out if I really looked into my historical data, but I have had people over the years on the East Coast showing love. And so I think when they had the opportunity to get products that were so far from them, they, they leapt on that train and got the products. Now, was the rest of your customer base here in Oakland in the Bay Area, or was it still kind of split amongst other places? It was a lot of people in California as well because they could get the products and they would come sometimes the next day, most times the next day. Um, But yeah, it it fluctuated. There was just a time period where I remember being like, whoa, this is a lot of people on the East Coast. Yeah. And so why is it important for Yashi Bakes to be an Oakland-based business? This is a good question. I don't know if it's important for Yashi Bakes to be an Oakland-based business, because if I'm honest, I want to feel like I can do business wherever I go. I want to feel like I have the access to the materials to be able to set up shop in Jamaica, to go to Ethiopia and have a cafe, to be in Brazil. Like I want to feel like my products don't require ingredients that are so specialty that I can't travel with it. You know, because I think that is something that has been special. I've been able to travel so much over the years. And when I have access to those ingredients, I'm able to make that product somewhere else and share that same feeling and quality with somebody. And that's gratifying. So I think it's been important for it to be based in Oakland because that's where I'm from and that's where I'm born and raised. But it's something I think about a lot lately is like not having that attachment so much so that I can just be. I want to I want to be young and I want to have adventures and not feel like I'm just stuck in one place. You seem like you got it all mapped out, but is there is there a certain aspect of your business that gives you kind of an uneasy feeling or keeps you up at night? All of it. <laughs> that's the honest truth. I feel like And that's a great answer by the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like I need to be more transparent about that with people yeah. and that's something plan on doing this year because I'm a writer and so I always express myself through writing and I feel like part of it is like there's this perception that it's together because it looks together on the outside but it's never together it's always I feel like it's always a mess and I've kind of had to embrace that because I'm always learning and pivoting and it challenges me a lot but it's definitely the hardest thing I've done Like nothing is more challenging in my life than running this business. And I wouldn't give it up for anything. Um, But I am in a space right now where I want to change the way I'm doing certain things because it's hard to be the person who's responsible 
for everything in the business, from making the website to making the products to interacting with customers to sending the invoices to ordering ingredients to doing the financials. Like, I don't want to be expecting that much of myself anymore because I'm also not giving 100% of myself to other areas that are important. So honestly, I love that question because it gives an honest response and I'm all about honesty. Well, it also makes me also wonder, um, how do you keep like work, work-life balance in check? Because it seems like if you have so many hats that you're wearing in terms of administrative, the baking, the, the, the strategy, all of that, like, like how do you have a life? This is another good question. I feel like if I'm super honest, I've struggled with this a lot. And I give 100% of myself to whatever it is that I'm doing. And so when I'm in my zone, I'm in my zone. And I can be very stubborn when it comes to saying no to work opportunities. And I really want to be accountable to working on that this year because I've experienced tremendous burnout and health challenges that are directly correlated to my work ethic, which I've prided myself on. But I don't think that's what is so important if everything else is out of balance. So one of the things that has been helpful is having a good support system in my life that is able to keep me accountable to what I know is important to myself and tell me what it really is. Like I have great mentors. I have a lot of people in my life who are able to just look me in the face and be like, you need to just say no, like just cancel. Like it's okay to cancel. And that's really hard for me to get to that space by myself. So I'm working on that to feel like I'm not running my business from a place of scarcity. I'm running my business from a space of abundance. And I trust that what is for me is for me. And it's okay to say no. You know, I think that can be really hard. Also being young, it feels like, well, these are amazing opportunities coming my way. And I'm so grateful for them. Um, So, yeah, if I'm honest, it's not in balance, but I'm working on it. That's cool. I, I, it's, it's interesting to see uh, someone that's developed such an understanding of not only business, but life and perspective. And so I'm, I'm very excited and, and happy that I've gotten the chance to speak with you. Um, when you think about like uh, other endeavors, I heard you talk about writing and, and whatnot. What, what Will that, do you feel like that will take away from what is kind of your core right now? Or do you think it will help kind of augment what what you do in terms of baking? I feel like what's most important for me right now is to find joy in whatever it is that I'm doing. And since I've been doing my business, Yashi Bakes, since I was 12 and now I'm 19, there, my relationship to it has changed. And I want to give myself room to imagine other possibilities for myself without feeling limited to doing this one thing that I have overly identified with as well. So I think a big takeaway right now is to trust that there's room for me to explore multiple things. And I've built a platform for myself where if I come out with the next business, you know, it's, I'm all about integrity and product quality. So that can be successful, just like Yashi Bakes is successful, just like me moving across the country and starting a skincare company or becoming a potter or whatever it is that I like want to do can happen. So I think right now that's what I'm like really um, 
inspired by, I see myself doing a lot of things. And I think because my parents are entrepreneurs and I've seen them do so many things over the course of my life, I do feel like I have a good reflection of just being able to be good at multiple things. But I'll always bake. Like that's something that I will always do because I feel like it's in me and I and I love it. And I know that I love it because I'm able to come back to it despite all of the challenges that come from just doing it over the years and doing it as a business and having to like study why a product isn't like messed up. And I thought I had this formula perfect, but it's not like baking always teaches me to be curious because it humbles me. I can make something today and I can make it tomorrow and I'll think nothing has changed, but the weather has changed. You know, the humidity has changed. There's so many factors that affect the outcome. So I feel like it keeps me um, curious and reminds me that there's always something to learn. Now, I love your answer in that. Always be curious, always be learning. I just think that's fantastic. Um, when you look back on what is on your journey so far, and you know, we talked about you being on Food Network at such a young age. Is there anything else, or or maybe that's it, that's happened? You like that was really cool. Like you know, like that. That I like that that this thing happened to me. Hmm, that's a good question. There's been a number of moments of just you never know who's watching, you never know who's supporting you. Like one thing that really made me smile was. Seeing um, last year, I had posted something on Twitter about Yashi Bakes and Kehlani retweeted it. And I was like, oh, this is it right here. Because (laughs) not only was she born and raised in Oakland, but I've seen her journey over the years. And um, yeah, I have a friend who just really loved Kehlani and was super inspired by her music. And she passed away in 2019. And so it just felt really special to have that moment. And um, that's just one of them. But I've had a number of moments like that where I've just been super grateful of who is, has been supporting me and just trusting that there's that support in something else if I de- decide to do it, you know? Are there any tips you would give to another small business owner? Tips for another small business owner would be know what you're good at and try to focus on that if you can. And I know it may sound hypocritical because I'm, literally saying right now that I'm doing all of the things but if you really love just designing the product and you hate marketing try to find a way to get the funds to have someone else do your marketing because you'll be able to keep that core essence of what you love where it matters the most because certain things you're just not going to be good at and that's okay another tip I would say is product quality is everything Like quality and integrity is everything. And especially in food, I feel like few things are more annoying than when you go to a restaurant and you get your favorite thing and it just hits the spot and you go back and it's just not, it's just not hitting the spot the same. It's just not what you thought it was because you're like, man, is it, is it good? And then you've, you don't know if you can trust it. You don't know what's going on. And like, then you go back and it's like, this just doesn't taste the same. Like, consistency and product quality are super important. And when you have that down, your whole business will just flow better. So take the time to really develop and get feedback from people and take what they say into consideration. Like some, I may not think it's true, but if someone else can say it, I want to learn from what they're saying because I don't want them to think that that product was dry or not fresh. That means that something needs to shift, you know? 
Is there something in particular, and by the way, I love that answer. I think that that is very useful information to somebody, but is there something that you experienced about product quality and consistency that made you so focused on it? Well, when I was younger, I did have a health challenge when I was like seven that forced me to go on various elimination diets from gluten-free to vegan, sugar-free, dairy-free. And at that time, the products on the market were just not good. There was few products and a lot of them were made with rice flour. And so you would have bread made with rice flour that was just dry and bland. It just wasn't good, you know? And I remember being at that time feeling so frustrated that I would have a craving for something and I couldn't satisfy it. So I had to make it myself. And I just thought like, why don't people get more feedback from other people? You know, like who's testing these products that are out on the market that people are buying? Like there needs to be a little bit more protocol here. So I think quality is just really important because it shapes your brand, it shapes um, the perceived value as well. Like that's, that's everything. This has been fantastic. How can people find Yashi Bakes? You can find Yashi Bakes by going to www.yashibakes.com, following us on social media at Yashi Bakes, Y-A-H-S-H-I Bakes, B-A-K-E-S, or on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. More things will be coming on YouTube soon, but definitely check out the website. That is nice. You're on all corners of the internet. Yes. (laughs) Well, this has been fantastic. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com. 